All right. Hello, and my name is John Michael Collins. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Before we get started, the music you just heard is fun, it's upbeat, and in a way kind of depicts me. I would like to thank and give a very special shout-out to my friends Marino and Noah Correa, who provided the music for this project. They're part of a company called Cinema Sonic, which is a company dedicated to providing quality audio and visual works for your next project. They're planning on opening a new studio in the Seattle area catering to professional-level podcast production. If you would like to learn more, visit their website at cinema-sonic.com. Cinema as in a movie cinema, hyphen, sonic as in supersonic.com. My last episode, I talked about Riley, my fern. She is beautiful. She is my queen. <laughs> I love her so much. We have been through so much stuff, and I like to think that I rescued her. She was my princess, and now she's my queen. For For quite a while, I would just, you know, give her water every day. Then, this was last year, what I would do is I would give her coffee a lot. Not just the coffee grounds, but like the leftover coffee liquid from my French press. I would like collect it over a few days and then I would strain it because just why would you give a plant an overdose of coffee grounds? There's a balance. There is a balance. So what happened is I was giving her so much coffee that things became really, really toxic for her. There was all this toxicity in her life and actually like there ended up being toxicity in my life that needed kind of cut off. And so I pulled back on the coffee with her and now she only gets coffee once a month. But also what I started doing like a month ago, (laughs) how could I have forgotten to do this? With my experience of of knowing about the nutrients that plants need, the main nutrients being nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, NPK, those are actually good for a plant and help them to grow. Photosynthesis is actually synthesizing the nutrients that a plant gets. And if if it's not getting nutrients, then it's going to have a hard time. It's going to have a hard time. You're going to have a bad time (laughs) if you don't get nutrients. So you need nutrients. Okay, plants need nutrients, but so do you. So do I. And so I've just been, like I said, I've been last episode I've been seeing a lot of parallels between the two of us. So once I actually started giving her nu- those nutrients, she has just grown so much. There's been so much growth in such, sh- such a short amount of time. And I would like to think that there's been a lot of growth in such a short amount of time with me. <laughs> but maybe not. No, there has been. I won't doubt that. Because this has been really a sweet opportunity for me to get to talk to you. Not only talk to you, but talk about, talk to me therapeutically. Speaking of therapeutically, if you are just joining, this podcast is a personal and therapeutic tool that I call a vocal diary. It's a space for me to process thoughts, explore stories, and post them for anybody who might be interested. Hopefully inspiring someone, or just giving you like, something to walk away with. 
I'm not doing this for any type of social gain or to be a better human. I'm just doing it because quarantine time during 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2000 and 2020, 2020, <laughs> It's given me something to do, and I'm grateful for it. It's taught me a bunch. Episodes 1 and 2 talk about who I am. So if you're just jumping in now, this is just a bunch of stories, but episode one and episodes 1 and 2 actually talk more about me and kind of how I've gotten to where I'm at currently. That's like a foundation, and everything after that's just really adding on to it. All the episodes after number 2 don't have any chronological order. There's like There's no order you have to listen to them in. But I thank you for being interested in listening. If this is your first time, you're just kind of checking it out. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. A quick disclosure that going on tangents may or may not be involved. This show is conversationally true to how I speak. So you'll probably understand what that means here shortly. So here we go. To when I learned a ton about investing. This was like 2018. Someone had mentioned to me, if you have any, any amount of money in your savings, like how is that working for you other than just like sitting there? Is it accruing interest? Is it gaining interest? Are you losing money by having it sit there? So from that point, I really looked into the pros and cons of investing because investing your money, not just investing money, investing anything, time, energy, Whatever resource you can you have, investing it comes with some type of cost. And I believe that investing is biblical. I don't believe in short-term investing because it kind of feels like it's gambling in a way. I've gone gambling a few times, and I don't like it. I felt very empty when I, I set a limit for how much I was willing to spend to gamble with. If you don't know what gambling is, it's basically spending your money in hopes to make more money using that money. Money's definitely a weird, tricky thing. I do believe that the love of money is the root of all evil. Money itself isn't bad, but when you feel so entwined about wrapping up your identity in it, you can lose yourself. And that's like one thing with short-term investing like day trading constantly monitoring the stock market, the price of goods. The stock market is kind of just like a market where people pool their money in terms of hopefully making more or you make less if other people take from that pool before you take out that money. And just depending upon like the market of how a certain country is doing or how a certain company is doing, I won't recommend anything because I believe it's something that you should look into yourself very, very carefully. I do believe that it's beneficial and important to think about. Any amount of money that I get, give back to the Lord, because at the end of the day, it's all His. And He's entrusted me with it. He's entrusted all of us with it, whatever amount that we have. So I believe it's a faithful act to give back to Him. He doesn't need it. But showing one's generosity, it's more of like, where's your heart with money? Are you okay giving it away to a church, a missionary, some cause? 
I mean, I know everybody's opinions are different, and <laughs> you might yell at me for my opinion. Yeah, I, I do believe that a certain amount of what you have, it's not a bad idea to look into growing it. It's like a tree. It's like a seed. If you have a bunch of seeds and you can grow more, you have the opportunity to grow more, why would you just sit on that pile where you could grow more of it to give more of it away? And I know that probably doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to a lot of people. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to me. And throughout life, there's just this constant balance of of trying to figure out what to do with what you've been given. So there was this one day, while it wasn't a day, it was like a period of time where I just did all of this research on investing and what's what's a little more stable, a little less risky, stuff like that. And basically there are different there are like these different pots that you can invest in. You can invest in a single stock, which is one company, or you can invest in an industry with a whole bunch of those types of companies. So the analogy that I use is imagine you're a pig farmer. Say you spend all of your money on this one pig to grow, to like feed it, to grow it with a desire of making a profit off of it once you sell it, once its life is through, which sounds really weird. Or you can take that same amount of money and instead of investing it all in the one pig, you invest little bits of money in multiple pigs. So say, let's just say $100. You have $100. You invest all of that $100 into one pig. Or you invest $1 into 100 pigs. Say if one pig dies right away before it's too soon to sell it, you're not going to lose a bunch of money. Compared to if you're just if you just have the one pig and the one pig dies, then you're done. Which in a way is how investing works. Basically you can look at it as single stocks or what are called mutual funds, which is like a, a fund of mutual companies that are similar to each other within the same industry. Like aerospace companies, airlines or companies that build airplanes, or a technology company with Things like Google, Amazon, Facebook, Alibaba, Alphabet, just fill in the blanks or, yeah, I think you get what I'm trying to say. So I learned a whole bunch about this. I noticed there came a time where I was researching so much about it that I started to get lost in the train of thought. It was kind of unhealthy and I lost sleep over it and I was like, at this point, I should take what I've learned and just set it and be done, which is where long-term investing comes in. Short-term investing is like you buy something, you sell it. You buy something, then you sell it. You buy something, then you sell it. Whereas long-term investing is like you buy something and you don't sell it for over at least a year. The longer that you hold on to that, in theory, it doesn't always work out this way, unfortunately, but... In certain scenarios, there's, there's a better chance that the longer you hold on to it, the more money, money you'll make. The last thought, which is cool with investing, that I've noticed is life is kind of like the stock market. If you look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which is a stock market comprised of 30 large companies in the United States, if you zoom in to how it's doing every day, and today it's overall done pretty well. Today it's grown. 
almost a percentage point. Then I look at one week. One week, it's actually dropped a little less than 0%. I look at a month, pretty close to 4%. Three months, an increase of around 14 to 15%. Six months with coronavirus, it dropped a whole bunch, but then it came back a little under 0%. We go to a year, an increase in 6 to 7%. Two years, 8 to 9% increase. Five years, about 70% increase. 10 years, <laughs> like 170 to 180% increase. And then, like, my Apple stock app goes back to January 1st of 1985, a little over 2,000% increase. So you look at that, you look at the graph of, like, a general increase, even though, like, some days are horrible and bad and hard. If you look at life in the long term, it may not feel like it, but it's like there's a general steady increase in, like, things getting better. And I, I understand, like, if your life is very, very difficult. I've gone through hard and depressing times where it just doesn't feel like I get a break that things are all bad things are always happening. It would be easy to quantify it and just point out that all these bad things don't make it look like it, there's any good because often we focus on the bad things. We don't think about the good things in our life that happen. I would encourage you to maybe reflect, journal, just think about the good things in your life that have happened. Think about the bad things. You probably already are. But contrast those with the good things. Because there are good things in your life. It may not seem like it, but I guarantee you there are good things in your life. And if things are tough, things are hard, please reach out to someone you know. <laughs> to when I identify with King Solomon. In the Bible, King Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs, which is a collection of fables and wisdom. He wrote the book Ecclesiastes, which is a contemplation and self-reflection of his life. And then he wrote the Song of Songs, which is a book of poetry, which can be interpreted many, many different ways. <laughs> I read it once, and to be honest, it was really, really hard to read it with a straight face. I would encourage you to read Song of Songs or Song of Solomon. The book Ecclesiastes that he wrote, it was... Like I said, it was a self-reflection. So King Solomon was this guy, he, he had everything. He had so many different things, like anything that you could think of. He had a lot of money. He had a lot of power. He had a lot of fame. He had a lot of luxury. But then he asked God for wisdom. And God blessed him with an immense, immense amount of wisdom. Yeah, his actions today in today's eyes, even of the time, weren't good. Like, he definitely did things that are like, dude, you're crazy. Why would you do that? That's horrible. Stuff like that. And we definitely have people in today's modern time like that, and I'm not going to name names, but we can all think of people. One of the main conclusions that he came to out of having everything in his life, which is where I come to this like identity when I first gave my life to Christ in 2013. At the time, I was like, there are so many things that I've experienced. I'll give going to church a try. I'll give Jesus a try. Uh, because I was at a point where I, I no longer wanted to live anymore. And I've said this before. I was like, if this Jesus fails me, I'm done. 
and he hasn't failed me. <laughs> and he never will fail me, which is the beauty. How do I know? Because I know. He is my best friend. He walks with me every day, and I know him on a personal level. I don't just subscribe to a bunch of rules. The Bible isn't a rule book. I believe it's God's letter to humanity that he loves, that he loves us. Yeah, he offers his love for those who will accept it through his son Jesus. And King Solomon, his conclusion, which is what I identify with every day, which is what he said at the end of Ecclesiastes, in chapter 12, verses 13 and 14 of Ecclesiastes, he says, Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. So if you read the book of Ecclesiastes, you will learn what exactly this means and what his mentality behind this was. And so for me to identify with this, I can pursue every, every aspect in life trying to find complete fulfillment. If you just take the thought of God out of it for a moment, trying to find fulfillment in anything, I would challenge you to question, is there anything that can fully satisfy me on this earth? Whether it be money, fame, love, health, anything. I would not argue, but I would go to say, you may feel like it's 100%, but it's probably more like 98% or 99.99% even. 99.9999 repeating, but that's not 100%. And so to me and to Solomon, which I look forward to meeting him someday and David and dancing with David, is there must be something more. Like, what is more? What else is there that I'm missing? I have experienced everything there is. Back in my personal journey, my life, my walk, it was, all well, I might as well give Jesus a try. And I'm not trying to push that on you at all. I'm just genuinely talking about it authentically, rawfully, vulnerably talking about it. And if you're still listening, if you haven't hit pause or like thrown your phone out the window or whatever, thank you. I just hope that you have something in your life that fulfills you and gives you purpose and peace and joy, which allows you to enjoy every day that you wake up and breathe. So, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. It's kind of hot, <laughs> so I'm going to go drink some water, maybe stick my head in the freezer, or run it under the cold water faucet. Hmm. <laughs> Let's see, I already fed Riley, so I don't need to do that. There's a bunch more that I have to do. <laughs> I really want to thank you from the deepest part of my heart for tuning in to this episode. Please feel free to share this with your family and friends and anyone and everyone you know. And also, if you don't mind, head over to my website, which acts as my creative portfolio. JohnMichaelCollins.com we're just having fun. We're having so much fun. It's so fun. I can't tell you how much fun it is. Thanks for listening. Yeah.